Sorry, didn't notice you there, but again, you didn't notice me, and we'll remain passers by until the next time we speak. <laughs> Y'all know I'm foolish, right? Um, I just want to come on here. This is your boy Josh Rogers, one half of the Casa Negros, one half of the Jigsaw Podcast. I wanted to let you know that Brian and I are off the mic. For about two weeks I just want to give it to you No need to tell you anything fancy or funny Or try to come up with anything special We are off the mic for the next two weeks Scheduling has been crazy And you know what we see on this podcast all the time We're here to talk about the perils, the praises The productivity and the pomp and circumstance Of being millennials trying to figure it out And that's what we did, we figured it out And part of that figuring it out was the solution that We got to take two weeks off so we can get our lives together We're traveling, we're vacationing We're doing all the things, but trust and believe we're coming back the week of May 10th or whatever that is, that Thursday. We're going to be back with a brand new episode right here in the virtual living room. So please enjoy um, the replay of F This Job featuring our, both of our really good friends, John Campbell. Um, we had so much great feedback from this last episode with our brother Chancey that we thought that we were running back with another job episode. Um, especially considering how the job industry is going right now. All the big tech companies are laying folk off and all the big changes that are happening. So we want to make sure that you are equipped with information from qualified people to help you navigate this crazy job market if that is you. So until next time, you can do a few things to help keep us going and help support us. And that is subscribe, that is share, and that is rate. So subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Play, all of the places. Rate us five stars or nothing at all. And then share it with your friends, your family members, your coworkers, your enemies, and everybody else in between. Even Kiki down the street. Share with her and her baby daddy too and all her kids and let them know that they too can listen to the Jigsaw podcast and enjoy um, the gems that we drop every single week. So with that being said, we love you all. We appreciate y'all. We cannot wait to be back in your ears with new live fresh content um, the week of May 8th. I think it's May 10th, whenever it is. Whenever they went. Don't 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 quote me on dates, y'all. Y'all know I'm 33 years out i'm 33 years old i don't be remembering stuff but anyway all you can do is what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can but please 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 do not get caught with your work undone we love y'all we'll see you all in a couple of weeks i'm a black man trying not to get caught i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw you know it's a big world so easy to get lost I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw, jigsaw. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Yeah, children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner, you'll hear what we hear, Brian. So oh, we'll hear those silver bells. Oh, silver bells. Yeah, it's Christmas time in the city. Put your hands together. Oh, 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 oh ring the ring. <laughs> ring the ring. Oh, soon it will be Christmas Day. String of street lights, even stoplights, blink a bright red and green as the shoppers rush home with their treasures. I'll stop right there and I'll just let you know. You know what you're listening to. This mm-hmm. is the greatest podcast ever created. This is another episode ever. of the GXL podcast. Yeah. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are here to talk about all of the amazing things, the things. that come with figuring out how to navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created and yes. jigsaw of life. But we also talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, yes. and the pomp and circumstance of being black men trying to figure it out. Brian, 
Yes. How are you, brother? Oh, man, it is a great day to be black. I am excited to be in the land oh, yes. of the living. I am doing well. <laughs> if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Where would I be? I don't, I don't, I shudder to think where I would be out here in these if streets. If it just had <laughs> not been. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going. the Lord on mm-hmm. my side, tell yeah. me where I don't know where would I be under a bridge. Listen, I had given oral sex with my mouth. <laughs> but I ain't had no sex. <laughs> I'm chased. Chased. <laughs> from the utter he saved me from the uttermost of the gutter, or from the guttermost of the uttermost. Yeah, my home pastor said he took me out the ghetto and put me in the get mo. <laughs> That's the kind of God I serve. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but you gotta, gotta get close to God. What is the thing that he said? You gotta get close to God. You wanna get your list you wanna be smart in school? <laughs> Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. God. (laughs) Yeah. That blesses me. I just feel refreshed after the holiday. I do too. Days off. How was your how was your break? Uh, it was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was Mm -hmm. good. Got a chance to go to one of the greatest cities in the world. Yes, you did. Memphis, Tennessee. The reason why it's great because, you know, uh, my best friend is from there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my other best friend lives there. Um, mm-hmm. And we had some, a great time seeing family. We got a chance to see our newest family member. Did you uh, eat any good food? All right. So let's, since you want to go there, since you want to go there, Christopher Duan Moore and his mm-hmm. wife, Kiana mm-hmm. Moore. Yeah, sure. When you go to a Thanksgiving feast, mm-hmm. right? What are some things that are supposed to be there, Joshua? You know, turkey. A, a, a black Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, 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 turkey and a ham uh-huh. and chicken mm-hmm. <laughs> dressing, maybe a mm-hmm. hog maw and a chitterling, um, uh-huh. greens. But the shining mm-hmm. star typically uh-huh. shining is star. macaroni and cheese. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This nigga. Christopher Dewan, I'm gonna say his name again, Dewan Moore and his <laughs> uh-huh. wife okay. had us in the house okay. on on God's Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And not one piece of cheese and macaroni were together. My God, no noodles and cheese. No noodles, no cream sauce, n- none of the things. Not They're an not, elbow noodle to be found. At all. Not an elbow, not a bow tie, not a, a, a panay. <laughs> not my a, God. Not a, my God. I was not just, a rotini. Not even a rotini. <laughs> My God. No macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving. Mm. You were deprived. <laughs> and, and mac and mac is and those that know me, mac and cheese is, is the star. For me, it's mm-hmm. that's what I go there for. I, mm-hmm. I, if there's a macaroni and cheese on any menu, I'm, I'm gonna order it. Even if I really don't eat all that, I'm just gonna try it. No macaroni Pause. and cheese on Thanksgiving there. Mm-hmm. Popeyes just introduced macaroni and cheese. I saw that. I'm going to go there and try it out. <laughs> I want to taste it. I ain't gonna hold you. Listen, I try I macaroni. It, it, I try macaroni and cheese from everywhere, and I try uh, fish and grits from everywhere. Mm, Not fish and grits. Uh, shrimp and grits from everywhere. I'm about to say, okay, yeah, because I don't trust anybody's catfish. Oh yeah, no. I'm very particular about my catfish. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so yes, okay, sir. so we didn't have any mac, but, I, but I'm sure Robin. Didn't allow y'all to go down without any macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah, because I made the macaroni oh. <laughs> and cheese. 
So I made a regular macaroni and cheese and I made a vegan macaroni <laughs> and cheese. And um, oh, they oh, both were a oh, hit. Okay, fancy. shout out to Tabitha Brown. Um, but no, <laughs> I did it because my uh, my nephew has been having some um, dietary issues. So one of the things the doctor took him off was, was dairy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he wanted he wanted mac and to your point, Brian. He wasn't having Thanksgiving without macaroni and cheese. So he was like, "We gonna go vegan." And the man of God said it tastes like regular mac and cheese. I did my thing. Look at I God. made this. I made this vegan roux. Look at you. <laughs> and I poured that thing in and got them vegan cheeses in there and smash, mm-hmm. smash, smash. And I knew my mac and cheese was good when I stirred it. It was whoppy. Mm. Okay, it, it, sounded, it, made that- it sounded like something. It sounded like I'm in the middle of the night. <laughs> them the sound. <laughs> In the south, that macaroni, man. I said, when I start, I said, oh, now it's ready to go in the oven. <laughs> Listen, I saw a meme. I don't know if I said this before. I saw a mm-hmm. meme on uh, on internet, and it said, uh, if the macaroni and cheese is a woman that said it, so the macaroni and cheese don't sound like me, and I don't want it. And I said, well, I don't know right, what she sounds like, but she's, she's quite clearly confident in her vagina. So, <laughs> my, 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 my. Your show look good tonight. Show but I'm look so good tonight. <laughs> Hey! All right, that singing spirit that jumped on you. <laughs> it's all me today. I'm, refer- I'm refreshed, Reverend. I'm refreshed. Be back. You see, I got my voice back. I see it. You see, I got my voice. The devil tried to take me out of here. Give us, give us something. Give us a, a, a selection. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one of my favorites. <laughs> Keep shining. <laughs> Keep smiling. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure, <laughs> that's what friends are for in good times and bad times. I'll be on your side forevermore. Mm. Ooh, that's oh, uh-huh. what friends <laughs> are for. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All, All our sins, sins. And, and grief to bear. Glory to God. God. You can't put me in a crystal spirit. Listen, because I, I, I know what this season is about. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't Hallelujah. born, he couldn't die. Y'all he, get so hype over Easter. Listen. But he had to get here in order to die. He was born to die. <laughs> Come on, Biggie, Shondo. Notorious, Christopher Wallace. <laughs> he was born to die, then ready to die, ready to die, then born. I don't know what about Christopher Wallace. Christopher <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> and he had a life after death. Shondo. Because he still Glory lives. <laughs> he lives. Oh, I know Brian. He lives. Yes. Song of the week. We ready? Because we can. I ain't going to keep carrying on with you like this. In this I'm anymore. ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, it's on you, brother. Give us oh, something so good. It's, 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 it's Christmas. I'm ready. It's I, Christmas. I got something. I'm going to give you the greatest selection. I'm going to give you the greatest selection uh-huh. of a Christmas song. Okay. Here it goes. Can you hear that? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost living as you know. Oh, oh, oh. Your time counts. Being 
They know that Santa's on his way. He's loading lots and toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is going to smile to see if reindeer really know how to fly. (laughs) And so... I'm offering this simple phrase Fluky yes. from one to ninety-two mm-hmm. Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas <laughs> to you He restored your voice. <laughs> yes. Mary Bro, I, try, I tried to hold it in. I used to play this song, but you know Christmas music stirs up my soul. Hallelujah. Listen, stir. From kids from stir. 192. It's the Christmas I season. I had an English teacher tell me to never be childish, but always remain childlike. There's a mm. joy in that. Mm, that's, that's, so the that's, that's, probably, that's the word. Ain't that a word? Childlike thing. Woo. Child. Woo. So that's why they say from kids from one to ninety two, you can still believe. Do you believe, Brian? Do you I believe. believe? I believe. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Do you believe? Yeah, I believe. Answer the question, man of God. Do you believe? I do believe. I, do you believe he got up sins. and rose again? I do. And do you believe he's coming back? I do. Well, as of right now, man of God, you are saved. If you had backslidden yesterday, you saved again right now. Thank you, God. I welcome you into the brotherhood. <laughs> He's married to the backslide. The I'm angels, here. the angels are rejoicing because we just got another. <laughs> got another one. <laughs> Brian just recommitted his life. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. And if you are, if you are, you listen on here, you need to do it. Yes, go back. Yes. Apple has a button to go fifteen seconds. Go on back and answer <laughs> them same questions. <laughs> and Dad, it's just like that Christmas gift to yourself, salvation. Ooh. We gotta get we gotta get this out right now because I don't know how far left we're gonna go later, but we gotta get it out right now. Get it out. If there's any time to be saved, if there's any time to be saved, listen. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) I need to find me some frankincense and myrrh to offer up to God. (laughs) Put it under the tree and present it. (laughs) Brian, you know what we might need to do? I'm thinking about something we can, you know, I'm thinking I'm having an epiphany right here on the show. Mm, What's up? We need to we probably need to read. Um, the whole book of Luke. Okay. Le- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Le- leading up to leading up to Christmas because it's twenty. It's twenty four chapters. Mm-hmm. So if you start today, technically we record on December first. You start today. Mm-hmm. You've been made all the way to Christmas Eve, and then you'll understand who, who and why who? we celebrate. Hey, Shana. You've been in red Jesus whole life. Oh, look at God. Look in at twenty four days. Look Just at a chapter God. day. Mm. Just a chapter day. Keep the center word. Some of y'all ain't. <laughs> All right. With that being said, understood and accepted. Uh, Brian, you ready to move on and talk about some black excellence in the Blessed Report? Yeah. Before we go to black excellence report, Josh, okay. did you already start wrapping gifts yet? Oh, no. I you did put my tree up. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Did you get any paper yet? Not yet. Okay. But I know where I'm going to get mine from. Where'd you get where yours you- from? 
I, it's only, I just want to get my stuff from. I'm getting my stuff from Green Top Gifts. GreenTopGifts.com. Dot com. Yeah. So <laughs> those of you who have not already bought paper or you need to buy paper right now, Black Friday just passed. Right. So you already should have bought it and supported some black businesses. But we here at the Jigsaw uh, podcast have something and offer for you. So if you want to oh, get yeah. some uh, gifts, if you want to get some pajamas, if you want to get some decor, if you want to get oh, yeah. any accessories or you want to oh, get yeah. some wrapping paper or bags or whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Go to GreenTopGifts.com and mm-hmm. use the promo code Jigsaw 20. And that right. is J-I-G-A. Oh, excuse me. J-I-G. <laughs> J-I-G-S-A-W-2-0. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking about the time that you said that they can't spend this two zero not 20. Uh, but it's Jigsaw 20. Again, Jigsaw yeah. 20, uh, promo code at greentopgifts.com. You can get some discounted um, wrapping paper or whatever it is you get from there. Let them know that we came. You heard it from us, Jigsaw yeah. 20. And the Green Top Gifts is an NAACP approved organization. It is. They're, they're approved by the Urban <laughs> League <laughs> and all the other black, you know, right. the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> right. right, right. Everybody go, approves. Everybody. So go out there and do that right now. Uh, do that. Do us a favor and do yeah. yourself a favor. Go to greentopgifts.com. Use the promo code Jigsaw for all your purchases. And now we can go on to the Blessed Report. Let's get into it. All right. All right, bless the report where we talk about how great black people are. Black people are all doing great things, but they're also at great in business. So we want to highlight a business owner and see what black folks are doing in the community. So today, the blessed report goes to Renee Gunter, right? Mm -hmm. Daily Organics Grocery Store. This is awesome. I love to hear because, you know, some places are food deserts, but this person is doing something to change that. So Daily Organics consists of a network of farmers, co-ops and distributors that specialize in producing organically grown produce. Right. Every week, Gunter's excuse me, every week, Gunter sources seasonal produce by sampling varieties of fruits and vegetables because it's important to me. As I say, it's important to them uh, to be able to share uh, with the customers the ide- the ideal ripening time for richness and flavor. So basically, Gunter goes out there, finds it the the fruits and vegetables at the perfect time, and brings them to the grocery store to make sure they have rich flavor and all the great great stuff. It's organic, no additives, no preservatives, none of those uh, terrible things that are killing a lot of people. Right? This is located in the West Coast, right? Los Angeles, California, California love, right? California love. Yes. Best is in the West. And Daily Organics is open on Thursday to Sunday, right? From 11 to 6. So if you're out there in the LA area or just, you know, anywhere in Southern California, go out there and drive, right? Take take advantage of of, of the produce boxes, organic produce. They actually even have free delivery, right? You can get it delivered to your door within a two-hour radius of the store, right? Um, or two-person boxes, a seasonal mix of fruit and vegetables for $40 a week. So you actually can get it, go to the store, you can get it delivered to you in a certain amount of radius, but you can also get a box, right, for uh, what, from fresh fruits and vegetables for only $40 mm-hmm. a week. I feel like that's a steal, right, especially in California. Uh, so please go out there and support Renee Gunter, Daily Organics Grocery Store. Kiss two fingers through the sky. Bless up report. Bless, Bless up. up report. Up. And Josh, mm-hmm. um, this week, yeah, God didn't do it. He didn't stay the hand of death. We lost another one. He didn't say the hand. We of lost death. another. We lost another. A good one too. We lost a real mm-hmm. good one. Uh, Virgil Abloh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. American fashion designer and entrepreneur. For those that do not know, he was the artistic director of Louis Vuitton menswear clothing a collection beginning in 2018, and was actually given. 
increased creative responsibilities across the Louis Vuitton brand recently this year, right? So Abelow was actually the chief executive officer in the Milan-based uh, label Off-White and House and Fashion House he founded actually in 2012. So he was no Louis Vuitton, but he also had his own joint, right? Off-White mm -hmm, that he founded mm -hmm. in 2012. Uh, he was actually a trained architect who actually worked in Chicago, uh, street fashion, who's great friends with um, a guy that was from Chicago, last name West. Um, he actually <laughs> entered into international fashion with an internship with Fendi back in 2009. Um, for those that don't know, also Abloh was named by Time Magazine as the uh, as one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2018. 2019, Abloh was diagnosed, unfortunately, with cardiac angiocarcinoma. Mm -hmm. uh, a type <laughs> of cancer, right? Um, though he kept the diagnosis private. Wow, these black people keep the diagnosis private, and then they just die, and then we are just saddened. Um, he died, uh, unfortunately, recently, November 28th, uh, at the age of 41 in his hometown of Chicago. Uh, so, shouts out to um, Virgil, who is an icon in the fashion industry, icon in the community. Um, for those that are sneakerheads, we know that he, like, uh, partnered up with Nike and started creating some crazy sneakers that were hard to find, hard to get because they were just considered grails and people wanted them. Uh, yeah. So shouts out to uh, Virgil. Um, Trailblazer, uh, unfortunately, died. Another king dying extremely young. Yeah. Um, F cancer. Yeah, rest up. So man. rest up to Virgil Abloh. Bless up to Renee Gunter and Josh. Ready to go to the billboard? Let's get into it. So this week on the billboard, some things happened. We were on break and Barbados made sure that they reclaimed their time. After almost 400 years, Barbados cut ties with Queen Elizabeth as head of state and transitioned to a parliamentary republic after 50. This, and this was already 55 years after they already declared their independence. So mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth was still their head of state despite that. But during the ceremony to celebrate their independence, the island swore in their first president, um, a woman by the name of Dame Sandra oh. Mason. And mm -hmm. during that ceremony, Brian, they honored one of your faves. Yes. Rihanna. Billionaire. As a national hero Billionaire during the ceremony. Bad girl Riri. Billionaire bad girl Riri. Mm -hmm. the, the, all those who are in the Navy are never getting an album from her. Never. She's done. She's but, done. <laughs> and rumor has she's about to have a child. So allegedly. That's allegedly. That's and by the 20, rumor. the savages of 21? Isn't that who she's dating? Uh no, she's actually. She's dating <laughs> uh, ASAP. Uh, I knew it was one of them with all these. Okay, it's too many of them. There's too many people. <laughs> NBA young boys, ASAPs, 21s, mm -hmm. little ones, all does, the all the people. Yeah. One of the rappers. Right. She, she, she dating. <laughs> and she allegedly is supposed to be pregnant with his baby. But if, if that's the case, now, Rihanna been pregnant about five times. Because we, oh, yeah. you know, she, she's had this pudge every now and then. And the girl just, you know, maybe she had just got through eating a Chipotle burrito. And <laughs> maybe <laughs> that was a little bloated. Maybe. Who, who knows? But shout out to Barbados, black people reclaiming um, their independence. Speaking of queens, uh -huh. Cardi B, Belle Calice, mm -hmm. even. Belle Calice. now the first woman rapper to earn two diamond singles. That's a lot mm. of things sold. That's a lot um, of. Recently, Halle Berry deemed Halle Berry. her the queen Halle of Halle rapping hip hop after working with the artist on an all woman soundtrack for her new film, uh, her new Netflix film, Bruise. Brian. Mm hmm. Do you think Cardi's the queen of hip hop? The queen of what? The, the, uh, the Bronx? No, no, the queen of hip hop. No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I, I think with, with Cardi, one, she's only given us one album. 
Mm-hmm. Great album, great debut album, though. Great debut album. I give it. Invasion um, of Privacy is it's, top is a, a good one. Um, does she write all her own rhymes? She no. has it's only written about two percent of them. All right. So within that longevity rhyme writing, I would not say she's the queen of rap. I think she, you know, and as as Hallie said, there are multiple queens. But I would not queens. put I would not put Cardi B in the queen of rap category. Mm. So you call her a duchess, um, lordess? I, <laughs> I guess. What is the um the people that be married to the dukes? Um, a duchess. Know, yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a, I can see that, but she's not a queen. She's not a queen of hip. Mm. She's not. She's a queen in hip hop, but she's not the queen of hip hop. The queen. The queen. Yeah. So you can't you give her one out. Interesting. What? Our friend, friend to this podcast, a friend in real life, Lola Mitchell, was oh. on another podcast um, recently. I haven't watched the whole interview, but I saw the clip, mm-hmm. and one of the guys introduced her as the Queen of the South. She she actually said that she don't like being called the Queen of the South. Um, she said she ain't out here fighting for no arbitrary rap titles. Mm. And, she, and she also said mm. that she didn't use the word arbitrary. I don't think that's oh. <laughs> but essentially that's what she was saying. And, um, don't do that. Because la- the last school she went to was Sheffield. So, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but she also said that, counter to, I made that point because kind of Halle Berry's point, she was like, I think we're all, she said, her, now what she did say, and I quote, was that we're all queens in our own right. And mm-hmm. I think there's room for all of us. So right. shout out to Lola um, again. Oh, the verses is coming. It's coming. Are is you it Friday t- or tomorrow? It's, it's, it's Thursday. It's, yeah, oh, it's, well, yeah, well. Today, yeah, if you listen to this today, the second, oh, you know, I'm watching. I am completely disinterested in hearing about those harmony. Um, <laughs> boom, 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 outside boom, of like boom, one or two of their boom, hits, right? Boom. But I'm not trying to hear 20 songs from them. Juicy J did tweet, man, they gonna only let us play 20 songs, man. So <laughs> it's gonna be a time. Uh, side note, don't you know Jaden asked me to take you in the Project Pack's house while we was in Memphis? <laughs> Bye. That sounds like something Jaden would say. I said, what matter of child am I raising? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like that, this that, that kid, kind of child. This kid here. Anyway, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm surprised he didn't want to go to Bishop Patterson's house, too. Um, he asked about Project Pat and Juicy J. He wanted to go to both of their houses. I was like, I know Juicy J don't live here no more. But Project Pat, I'm not sure. And man of God, I don't know where the man lives. And secondly, we can't just pop up at that man's house. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Jaden oh, says, "I want to go to Project Pat." That's <laughs> my funny. kid. The kids who listen to Three Six Mafia clean versions in the car. Those right. are the, the kids that I'm raising. The No Limit Soldiers. Um, and it's hard to find because there ain't a lot of clean versions of Three Six uh, Mafia. I'm sure. Okay. Um, speaking of black women, um, Miss USA is now is a black woman. She's Miss Kentucky L. Mm. Smith. Uh, she's a 2020 graduate of the University of Kentucky, and she majored in broadcast journalism. Smith will now represent the U.S. in the uh, Miss Universe pageant on December 12th in um, Israel. I don't know oh. what you want to do with that information, but you know she black and she won, so we decided to highlight right. that. So shout mm-hmm. out to you, L. Um, speaking of things, um, well, this kind of threw us off guard. Chris okay. Cuomo has been oh. indefinitely suspended by CNN, um, mm. pending further evaluation after new documents were revealed. Um, the cozy, this is what CNN reports, an improper nature of his relationship uh, with aides to his brother, former New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. And if you know, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo was um, accused of sexual harassment um, from some of the women that he worked with um, while governor and what their, what has been now alleged um the papers are saying that um, Chris mm-hmm. used his leverage his platform and contacted mm-hmm. sources to look into the women who were 
accusing right. his brother of sexual harassment. Right. Um, so on one end, I'm like, you know what? It was an abuse of power. But on the other end, it was, you know, it kind of sounds like you know, a brother looking out for his Ooh, for brother. another brother. Not to say that he didn't, not that and I don't necessarily see this as I'm 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 conflicted because on one end we should believe victims, right? Until proven mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but on another end, I can I can empathize, I'm gonna say it this way, how a family right. member would want to kind of check into quote unquote the validity of some of these things. Right. Um all in all, I think that, you know, because these things happen and these women have mm-hmm. come forth, we mm-hmm. need to honor what happened. Andrew Cuomo needs to face those consequences. And yep. um, while Chris may have been acting out as a brother, his like blood brother, um, mm-hmm. I can also see how that was a major conflict, um, conflict of interest. And using mm-hmm. your power, your sources to look into these women, it really wasn't okay. Um, right. So, in, in as as a as a result of that, um, he has been bench so to speak and he's declining mm-hmm. to comment on it and the second hour of anderson cooper's 360 will air in cuomo's place um on tuesday nights brian any thoughts mm-hmm. about you know chris and his actions um yeah like to your point uh, it is like a brother move mm-hmm. like, i can see how like if 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 you were i had access to information and you're even you're not even my like blood brother but you're my brother yeah i would be like hey man this the situation. I would, I, I would, it would, I would, it would be hard for me not to do it, even if, <clears throat> even if you didn't ask me, like something inside me would be like, hey, let me look into this and then give him a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I don't fault Chris for doing it, but I definitely could understand how it could have been a conflict or it could have been uh, something you should not have been doing. Uh, but I don't, I don't fault him. I don't, I don't look at it and be like, man, you know what? That's crazy. That's that's. Never should have done that. Uh, right. I can right. see I can see myself doing that easily. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I think I think it's it's interesting. And we'll see how Chris bounces back because he was one of the more beloved um analysts and hosts yeah, on yeah. CNN. So we'll we'll, we'll definitely major see. name. Yeah, major, major, name. major name. Um concerts are back, Brian. Mm-hmm. I know that you're excited about I it. Jasmine excited. Sullivan announced Hotels yes. Tour. Hotels is spit coming. on it. Oh, Yes. <laughs> and then one of your faves, Brian, your other fave, right. Maxwell, is going on to a Maxwell featuring Joe and Anthony Hamilton. That's not a bad concert, though. I don't, Joe. <laughs> if it's not a big, rich town, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Joe. I want to know what turns you on. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just crazy. <laughs> You know, I, I just don't, Joe. And then Maxwell, you know, I have to be in the mood for a Maxwell, who was also honored as a legend. Mm-hmm. Pretty <laughs> Um, But yeah, I, I don't know about that, too. Anyway, outside, open back up. Both of them are kicking off this spring. Brian, are yeah. you going to the Maxwell concert or are you going to the Jasmine Sullivan concert? I, I don't have any plans to go to the Maxwell concert. I'm it's, I'm thinking about it. That would be like a last-minute decision, last-minute stub-up kind of situation, because I know... Uh, uh, Lauren does love Joe. She loves Joe. Mm, Lauren Joe's. And, and this is where me she... and Lauren always disagree. We we have we have certain contention points in music. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, and I, don't, I don't think she's ever seen Joe live, so that might be you know a good thing for her. Um, Jasmine Sullivan, that's like a no brainer. I, I will be seeing her somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will be seeing her somewhere. Doesn't it? Doesn't mean you know. And even, those are situations where if I gotta buy those last minute, and I've seen Jasmine something live before, um, but I would go see her in a heartbeat. I've seen Jasmine like two or three times, 
And okay. I'm going to go see her again. Got it. Without, without question. Um, only problem is I think the tickets, they want them pre-sale uh, the day that we're recording. Um, and the location in Atlanta it's so down, is yeah. it's the, the Coca Cola Roxy, yeah, and it's small. And then the the only one that were really available at the time we went on, I went on to try to look at the tickets were the general admission, and I'm not standing up all night. Uh, and there are seats at up top, but those weren't available at the moment, so I may have to get those uh in resale yeah. or go find another location. But she's doing like all these small venues. And but like, the thing about it, like the I think we talk about this offline, like the some of the better, I ain't gonna say better, but some of the artists that you and I enjoy the most. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about like some countries we would love to see, like the Anderson Pox and the the ones mm-hmm. we've been to, the PJ Moore's. They don't, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not doing Phillips, well, State mm-hmm. Farm, no. And like if you're in Memphis FedEx Form and um, Crypto.com Stadium, <laughs> Crib <laughs> in, in LA, uh, you know what I'm saying? They're not doing that, and and rightfully so, they probably right. wouldn't pack them out um right. but i do think we need to figure out um and maybe this is a question for community developers and governments we need to figure mm-hmm. out a happy medium between the twenty five thousand seaters and right. you know what i'm saying the little five thousand seaters because i re- i think they could do a twelve thousand seat yeah. venue easily mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's just it just makes it hard to like if you if you especially like since concerts have been gone for so long everybody yeah. and their mama want to go back and their hotels was such an album that I think there's a lot of excitement around it too. Um, yeah. But Brian, I think that also is just word to like, we might need to just plan a trip and, you know, make it a yeah. couple's trip or something and just yeah. go somewhere. I'm down for that. Like I said, yeah. at this point, I'm down to, I would go see Jab and Sullivan anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would, I, I don't, I would pay extra to go see. Cause she's, she's just like one of the greatest vocals there is yeah. like right now. Oh, absolutely. And she has great albums. So it's not, it's, it's a no brainer. And if she digging her crates, I'm rocking with, with all of the stuff. Cause I've yes. been a fan of every, the only album I wasn't like crazy about was the one right before hotels. Was, was that like the reality the, show? Yeah. The TV with the TV on it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it a was, bad album. It just, it just like, wasn't, it, just it wasn't, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't them first. It wasn't New Jasmine with you know with Missy. Yeah, it, well, yeah, because she came through killing it, and then the second album was great, mm-hmm. and then the third one, like I said, reality show, reality TV, whatever that was, was just like yeah, it had like three or four songs on that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm. for the rest, it was. Just but like, she yeah. came, she came back with hotels. Oh, she did. How a doubt is is she solid. did. She Solid did. top to bottom. Speaking of outside being opened up, COVID it don't care about outside being opened up because COVID will not die. The They're Omicron wrong. variant is here, and They're the internet, on. Black Twitter, you just did it, took it right out of my, my Black Twitter said, "Mm, we not calling it that. It's the Amarion." I was like, "Why is this man trending on Twitter?" Because right. he ain't outside this little red coat challenge. He ain't did nothing. Right. Um, but in terms of the variant, we don't know much. But we're going to give you this advice we've always given you. We encourage the people over here to get your shots. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask, mm-hmm. wash your hands, and wash mm-hmm. your privates. And I think if you do that and mind your own business, you you're gonna be okay, regardless of the variant. Okay, I think you're gonna be fine. We can't prevent you. Don't say that we gave you medical advice. Mm. And if your auntie or somebody died because they followed our instructions, it ain't our fault, right? They may have had a pre existing condition mm. that ain't got nothing to do with us. But what we are saying. It's taking right. the necessary steps and the measures uh-huh. to do the thing. So we, we, yep. me and me and Brian are pro vaccine. We are. We are pro hand washing in and out of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Continue to wear your mask to right. be, you know, safe. And then you know, wash wash your hands and your butt. Yeah. It really ain't much really. that you can do. And take your vitamins and stuff and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know. 
and pray. Stay prayed up. Intercede for yourself. Yeah. Do the things you probably should have been doing before the pandemic. Before the panty. (laughs) And you know, and you know, and we we go, and I believe the Lord going to take care of us. I I believe he going to take care of us. He will. Oh, he will. He will. He will. Be not dismayed. (laughs) 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 Woo, whatever be tight. God God will. will. Take care of you. That's a, They don't write songs like that no more. They don't. These new artists want to talk about God, throw me in the fire and burn me up. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't sing those lyrics. <laughs> right. Because I'm not requesting like, him no. to burn me. You no, know what I'm saying? I don't want, no. The Bible tells us that this life is full of tribulation. Why am I asking for more of it? Right. He's going to put more, he's he going to give it to us anyway. Like, man is born a few, a few days, a few days full of, full of trouble. Like, mm-hmm. it's already, the trouble's going to be there. Full up trouble. I don't want to be, I don't want additional trouble. I'm not requesting to be burned with like fire. No. 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 It's already fire on my life. (laughs) I don't want more. We're black. We're black. We're black. (laughs) We're black. Right. We were born into a system of tribulation. Jesus Christ. God. God help us all. Anyway, lastly, but not least, speaking of COVID. Mm -hmm. They don't last long. Yes. We get to the point. Mm-hmm. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. This week on Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations as we close uh-huh. out the billboard. Uh, Anthony Brown, um, Tampa Bay wide receiver, acquired a fake COVID vaccination card. Uh, mm-hmm. His girlfriend reached against. Guess, listen to this, bro. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend reached out to a Steven Ruiz, mm-hmm. their personal chef, mm-hmm. not a doctor, not a CDC worker, not okay. a medical professional. Their chef to get the okay. fake card, um, and 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 after all the things that he requested on his card, Brian, he requested mm-hmm. that it said he got the Johnson and Johnson shot. Why? The worst vaccine out there. <laughs> you didn't ask for the Moderna. You didn't want to be Moderna the Stallion. You didn't. You didn't want to be a Fiverr shawty. You wanted to get that Johnson and Johnson's baby powder vaccine. You went Jesus. through all of this, all of this sorcery, fraud, and scam just to get a Johnson and Johnson right. vaccine card. Nevertheless, the chef Chef Ruiz was unable to get the card that they was offered. He was offered to get it to him for five hundred dollars. But Brown found another way. Mm-hmm. He purchased cards for his girlfriend. Uh, but Ruiz, the reason why this is coming out because Ruiz snitched mm. <laughs> because Brown owed him ten thousand dollars from previous Ooh. affairs. So Jesus. he outed the couple about their attempts. And actually, there were two. Tampa Bay players. So we will mm-hmm. see what happens with Anthony Brown and how the NFL continues to monitor the situation and possibly other players um, who are out here trying to scam the system. And my thing is, like, bruh, stand ten toes down if you don't want to mm-hmm. get the vaccine. Like, right. and if you right. and if you want to play, bruh, then just get. I mean, it's really just a choice. But now mm-hmm. you're making things worse. Mm-hmm. You're legit mm-hmm. making things worse. Brian, right. any, I mean, any thoughts, brother? Uh, uh, just for the point of clarification, I think his yeah. name is Anto- Antonio Brown. Antonio <laughs> Brown, you are absolutely right. Anthony Brown and group therapy is on my brain. <laughs> I don't want JB to be like, uh, son. <laughs> yeah, Antonio, that's the one. Ain't that's the one. Did he play for the Steelers at one point? He did. Look See, at you. I know the things. It's just you I'm do. old. I worked out very hard today, <laughs> and Brown my brain, therapy. my brain. You thought I was worth saving. <laughs> Anthony 
Anthony Brown might have a fake vaccination card too. We don't we don't know. We don't know. But Antonio Antonio Brown also. <laughs> Man, the guy just let me go on. <laughs> just let me go but on. I I I didn't want to stop you. I just wanted to make sure that at the end then I, I, uh-uh. I did it. We we gonna we gonna argue right here on the show. You just let me go on. But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Y'all know Antonio. 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 Black man. Strong black name. Speaking of strong black names, real quick, Atlanta no, got a new mayor and his name Andre. Andre. <laughs> it ain't three stacks, but it mm-hmm. is Andre. It is Andre Dre. Dickens or Dickerson. Uh, I wish we could find that video of um Kasim Reed freaking just destroying him. Why did I keep getting emails? Destroying him. I'm gonna find destroying him. Dickens uh, or Dickerson. Dickens, yeah. When he was Andre? saying that he's ugly and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> Kasim uh, Reed calls him out ugly. I I don't call him ugly. Mm. But he uh And they Pratt brothers. Let me see here. <laughs> it was hey, doing like some brothers. type. Listen, tripping Dickens. I'm gonna find it. I, I may find it at some point while we're recording. But it was he basically was just going in on this man. Uh, probably mm. on the internet nowhere. Yeah, it ain't on the internet. It was doing a debate, and he called basically was like, "Oh, here it goes." Trust what you say in the future if you so willingly didn't tell the truth in the past. He was like. As usual, you don't know what you're talking about. And voters trust my opinion enough for me to be number one and for you to be in the same digits. So you vacated your role, and now your career is falling apart, and you're losing. The fact of the matter is... <laughs> he said, your career is falling apart, and you're losing. And look at him now. Look how God can turn things around. Turn it around. Not only did he win... He beat Kasim out to go into the run. Kasim didn't even make it to the runoff. At all. It's like, man, sit down. But anyway, Atlanta has a new mayor, and it ain't Felicia, and it ain't Keisha. It is Andre. Listen, Andre. They, they put the rumors out there that Felicia was trying to shut down these booty clubs in Atlanta. Listen, <laughs> and they Atlanta said, was not having nope. it. Nope. The black people rose up and said, <laughs> you ain't taking away my wings and pussy. I am taking Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I like lemon pepper when I'm looking at woman's crotch, okay? And Listen. you ain't taking it away from me. I want some wings, hookah, and titties bouncing in my face. Give me areola. <laughs> Give me areola, okay? And get martinis. You hear me what I'm saying? You ain't taking that away from me. You ain't taking that away from me. Mm-mm. And Felicia decided, nope. I was going, but then she put a video out there and said it was a lie, but it was too late. It was too late. <laughs> it was too late, sis. They they ran with it, so I don't know if right. it was true or not, but they ran with it. Y'all let y'all let Tip Harris get out there and put it out there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and you, and you know the blacks in Atlanta love them a Ti, so they listened. I don't know they why. Listen to Ti, but Candy was out there why. rooting too, and they was all behind Andre. And uh, and the only person Paul Felicia had was Dallas Austin. <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? You see where I I'm see going with that on the losing <laughs> side. So anyway, side. <laughs> uh, Brian, we have a special guest in the living room. We, I'm excited. I'm excited too. And we didn't tell y'all this in the beginning. Welcome to the holidays. Okay, it's the holidays. welcome to the holidays. And if y'all remember last year, Brian, we did some. We did something. We did a full season of just holiday stuff. Talked y'all about holiday gift year. giving and, mm-hmm. and 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 black, you know, black traditions movies during Christmas and, and movies, movies and and, 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 and all the things and, and all the things, right? And we're going to do some of that. But we, but me and Brian thought it, you know, not robbery to help. To, <laughs> we thought it not robbery to, you know, to think about how can we empire. Mm-hmm. Empower, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Empower. Mm-hmm. Speaking of empire, pause. 
Brian has me watching this show called Queens, which is a 2021 empire full with with an all woman cast. It is. It is some type of black terrible. <laughs> but I'm committed to go through season one, and I'm gonna stick beside it into the season Let's finale. See. It's black, it's black women or women of color. But let me tell color. you how I'm about to drop all of them <laughs> come season two. Because I can't take any more of, of Brandy trying to be explicit lyrics and rap. If she don't get out of here, you know she reminds me of? Her character reminds me a lot of Who? Lady Rage. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> She's just so angry. She's always yeah. angry and trying to rap all hard. She is. That was a brief commercial break. Last year, we gave you all the things. But this year, we thought in not robbery to think through how we can empower our listeners. So a lot of y'all mm. like to say this new year, new me. January 1, I'm going to start fresh. I'm you ain't got to start off. fresh. <laughs> you ain't got to start fresh, January 1. You can start right now. You want to get your lesson? Right you want to be smart in school? Start right mm-hmm. now. Okay? Right now. We, 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 we got people coming here to help y'all talk about jobs. Mm-hmm. We're going to help y'all navigate money and help y'all navigate relationships. Them, them are the top three things, y'all. And then, you know, health and fitness. We might throw that in there somewhere. But mm-hmm. then the things everybody be trying to do, get bigger bags, get more, you know, get better jobs, set up their yep. situations and figure out what they're going to do about their, you know, their personal life. So me and Brian yep. have set it up and we started this week off with an amazing conversation um, mm-hmm. about securing or letting go, right? Mm-hmm. Jobs that no longer serve you or getting yep. a job that will serve you. And I'm so excited. We have one of our friends and brothers in the living room. We sure So um, I'm going to stop talking right now so y'all can grab y'all snacks, y'all drinks mm-hmm. and everything else. And let's head on to the living room and let's have this dope conversation. Let's do it. All right, we are here at the living room. Thank you for ladies and gentlemen for staying around for one of the greatest mm-hmm. parts of our great podcast. The meat of the show. The meat. I love good meat. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> After I said it, I was like, that sounds dumb. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> Uh, but we do have a special guest, like we told y'all. We have a special guest in the living room, and we're super yeah. excited because this is a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, friend in real um, life. And we're going to ask him to introduce himself. But bring it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome John Campbell to the living room. I wish we had like the little clapping sound effects. That'd be great. <laughs> so, John, introduce yourself to the people for those that don't already know you. How you doing, everybody? Um, my name is John Campbell. I am a friend of this podcast. I love this podcast. Josh and Brian are both my brothers. Um, we go way back, um, but I'm excited to be here on this podcast. I am an HR professional, uh, so I work in HR currently, uh, serving in the capacity of a HR director, and I am overseeing an entire uh, organization's HR department. Um, so with that comes a lot of responsibility, but um, it's also giving me a lot of visibility as well, so I'm excited to share um, my insight here on the podcast. Brian, did you hear that flex? He said he's responsible for an entire, entire organization. organization. Podcast. An entire organization. Um, um, entire organization, HR responsibility and functionality. Right. He, he said that. He said a, black, that. We didn't a say young that. black man. A young black man <laughs> in charge of a whole organization. Listen. I'm quiet. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was you know, your words, not ours. You know, just, so we going to gas you up. Listen. Tell the people about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, if so, for everybody who may not be familiar, there's this thing that's happening, um, yes. or has happened. That's called mm-hmm. the Great Resignation. And if you're familiar with my story, y'all know Josh Rogers ain't afraid to quit nobody's job. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> my, my, my resume is lengthy and not because I've been fired. It's because I understand my worth and I will leave. Um, and that's just been something that I've been, you know, I've been arguing with people from past generations about, you know, Josh, they're going to look at you crazy. I'm like, well, they going to, I've been hired. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so they trust it. Um, but recently there's been a trend where I guess more millennials and, mm-hmm. And probably some of these new Gen Z babies, you know, they quitting just to be quitting because of mental health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the this the, the 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 pandemic has kind of shifted how we look at jobs, what we're willing to accept, and mm-hmm. uh, specifically those people who were like in service industry that were like, shoot, if I can stay at home and make all this money, I ain't never going back because mm-hmm. McDonald's and all the restaurants are hiring like never before. I ain't never seen so many hiring signs in restaurants and retail right. stores. Um, and partly because you're only paying me up to twelve dollars an hour. Up to um, science is up to twelve dollars. So up where to we twelve dollars exactly. Which means we probably started me at like minimum wage. So, you know, because John is a friend in real life, we said that man, a guy posted an Instagram question. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, around this topic. And, you know, I chimed in. I'm like, you know what? We got to bring John mm-hmm. Campbell on the show. We do. Um, to, to have this conversation. Because me and Brian, you know, we have jobs. We don't mm-hmm. sit in HR. Um, and I have my feelings about the HR, the human resources department. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's just jump right into it um oh and john just just as a heads up we told the people typically in december what we do is like a holiday celebration and Mm -hmm. all the things but this year we wanted to combat this beginning of the year new year new me foolishness Mm -hmm. right and get the people tools to get started now Now. so if you want a new job now you look for how to navigate that thing now you know so we're gonna start now we're gonna need to wait so Anyway, that's why we're here. So finding a job and getting a job and staying on a job is an ever-evolving concept, bro. Um, how was today's job seeker different than those of the past? Okay, so um, to be honest, Josh, you covered a lot of the the lot of the uh, determinants in this season that we're in this time. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us have discovered our worth, and we mm-hmm. have decided that you know I want what I deserve, and if you're not going to provide it. I'm out because somebody will. And so with that, we're not our grandparents. I say that all the time. And we have used it in the civil rights concept, uh, the context rather. And we've said, you know, we're not our grandparents. If you, you know, talk bad to me or be racist towards me, I will beat you up. I will fight back. You know, it's more the Malcolm X versus the Martin. But we're also not our grandparents or our parents generation in the fact that we don't have to stay on our jobs. Like Mm -hmm. we don't we're not. Um, as glued to or married to this whole idea of job security like our parents were because Mm -hmm. we understand that it's easier for us to find a new job than it was for them. Like we have, if you ask some of your aunts or uncles or maybe even some of your grandparents about their jobs, they may have hated their jobs, but they stayed for 20 plus years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Because they were mm-hmm. waiting for this 401k. They were waiting for social security. Mm-hmm. We have Pension. assumed that, yeah, you know, we've already come to the, the realization that social security may not even be in place by the time it's for us. So it's like, right. if I'm happy and I have to spend all these hours here at this place, I'm out. And mm-hmm. I'd rather just find something else and take my take my risk. I'd rather do the quote unquote jump. Hello, Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> you know, I would take that rep, that that method rather than sit here and, and stand in a stressful job and be uh, unhappy all those hours of my life. So, yeah, I think that's, and, that's a huge difference. Yeah, and, that, and that's a that's a huge point because I think we I think I read something that said like the Great Resignation in August alone, four million people were like uh, after this job, right? Absolutely. So. So I guess you kind of mentioned some of those things, but what do you think, I guess, caused the shift other than, 
other than like understanding self-worth and understanding this a different, uh, I guess, generation? What are some of the things you think that caused that shift in the, in the culture? Also, um, a huge shift was COVID-19. COVID-19 <laughs> gave a whole new perspective on life value, life worth. Mm-hmm. And with all the modifications that were forced upon employers um, to allow employees to work from home, people started realizing, well, I could have been doing this. And mm-hmm. actually, I want to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. So where's the job mm-hmm. that lets me continue to do this? If it's not right. you, let me find that. And I think it, it was a myriad of uh, convenience that it provided. Um, mm-hmm. so I, if I am at my job and I'm at this desk at this cubicle or however your, uh, you know, business is structured or organization is structured, if I'm there and I'm waiting on you to respond to an email at the job, I have to just sit and wait. If I'm mm-hmm. waiting on you to respond to an email while I'm at home, I can throw some clothes in the in the washing machine. Mm-hmm. I can throw dishes up. You know, I can clean up. I can even for parents interact with my child while they're learning, ensuring mm-hmm. that you know, present parent. So I think a lot of those factors also aided into this realization of, you know, I'm spending a lot of time at a building when I could mm-hmm. do the same job in my home. Mm-hmm. Especially right. for us who are like in tr- more traditional corporate nine to fives. I mean, white collar. Let me say it that way. Because if it's not blue mm-hmm. collar, like my dad has pretty much been a blue collar worker most of his life. And so he physically has to go to these plants and these sites and to do his thing. But me, all these reports that I'm typing, these Excel spreadsheets that, that have to be created, I do not need to sit in this office. And I am now in a job where it's 100% remote. Like my address in the system is my house, mm. right? Um, <laughs> And I don't know that I would ever want to go back into an office when it when it's not an option. I, when our office, I think our office is opening back up. We're saying right now mid January ish, and I'm gonna go like once a month. But my job was built as 100 percent remote, not just because of the pandemic. Um, so I guess understanding how like people like me are feeling like now that I got a taste of this, I don't want to go back. How are employers responding, and do they even care about what employees are now wanting? Are they just like you know what we're gonna eventually just go back? To how we were or some form of that so um my previous employer uh we were sending out um emails almost quarterly asking mm-hmm. how people felt at home did they feel supported by their managers um how did they feel about returning did, are they vaccinated um did they feel threatened by being uh in the population with people who were unvaccinated we were asking mm-hmm. all of these questions to try to get a consensus as to what the next direction would be so i think pl- employers uh are concerned for the most okay. part i've seen but i have seen um a a version of employers who are not who are just saying like hey this is the standard this is what it was let's get back to a sense of normalcy with our sure um Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's both spectrums but i think majority of the employers are kind of paying attention because you have some of these people who were senior execs and who were uh departmental leaders who never had this liberty as well. Like they have spent a lot of time in these offices beyond work hours, trying to make sure mm-hmm. that things were done and they weren't able to be present with their families and have really a, a more efficient work-life balance. So you have some of them that are also experiencing this. So that now it's a realization to them as well. Like, Oh man, let's, let's consider this. Um, and what are our real metrics for uh, measuring 
productivity. Like we've right. been saying that people may not be productive at home, but let's really look into that and see how are we coming up to that assumption and starting to realize like mm, we may be a little off. So mm-hmm. let's give this opportunity. So I think that's that's another thing that's happening as well. And- and real quick, just leaning into that, like the gag is that a lot of us were on Facebook and doing side huh. things and every job that I've transitioned from, I've applied to that job on my last. <laughs> so <laughs> so this matter of being at home, I like to your point, how are we measuring that? Because people have often been either lazy, unproductive or multitasked while sitting in your office at your vehicle or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know that being at home changes that. For me personally, I found myself sometimes working more. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can take a break. I can come Mm -hmm. to it. I get in a good groove. I ain't got to worry about traffic. We we live in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. I ain't got to worry about traffic. You know what I'm saying? I can just kind of sit here and and plug and play as long as I want. Now, I am have quickly gotten out of that because, of course, mental health. But, like, I would imagine that more people are working more. If they if they're actually doing their job right, we're working more by working from home. Correct, because yeah, I, uh, you have to make yourself have that that separation. Like you said, mm-hmm. like uh, when we're in the building, I got my work computer. Even though it may be um, a computer that I can take home, a transport. Um, once I leave the building, I'm kind of done. But if I'm already at work at home, it's almost like I'm eat, play, work, sleep at the same space. So you have mm-hmm. to be more. Um, more intentional about making that separation. So I, I completely understand what you're saying, Josh. Yeah. Cause I, I can, I can attest to that too. Like I get more work. I have my own office before mm-hmm. I, before we shifted to being at home and I used to just uh, do nothing in that office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Cause the thing I had this method, I call it the crushing coast method. right. It's just, I knew what I had to do that day. I knew my deadlines were, I'm going to kill it within the first hour, maybe two hours and the rest of the day. I'm just there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I'm just chilling. Um, and uh, I was doing homework at one point. I was texting folks at one point. I would just walk around to people's offices and talk to people. So I would really only do like two hours worth of work because I just knew what my workload was. Mm-hmm. I'm not at home. I'm probably working more just in in spurts, right? And you know, I might get up, go cook, clean the kitchen or whatever, and then get them do something else. But then I have my laptop here at home, so. I can sit there and get an email on my phone or whatever, and I can respond back to emails and all that kind of stuff. So now the remote working environment, I think to me, I just feel like it's, it's it allows for more productivity because you have so many different ways to resp- I think Josh was saying that he goes to the gym mm-hmm. and at the gym, uh, they take break and everybody gets on their phones and is on Slack and Trello mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And Literally. they get <laughs> checking email, responding. And you can literally work from anywhere. So I think it's to me, I think it's you're probably working. I've worked more uh, now that I've been at home than I actually have worked um, than actually in the office. Um, but even within that, I'm just wondering like what this new phenomenon as far as, you know, the, the remote working, how it's going to potentially impact the future job market. What are your thoughts toward that as far as um, now that there are more remote working is happening, how that's going to impact just the job market in general? So um, it's so crazy. I think that most most companies are kind of shifting to a hybrid. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll ever fully be at 100% capacity at uh, all organizations again mm-hmm. on site like that. Um, I think that most people are doing this hybrid, um, you know, employment and work structure. But it's so crazy that we're all remote and doing this now in this COVID. There are some people that I know who live in Atlanta and they have jobs in New York. Mm-hmm. 
And so with it being remote, it changed the entire like paradigm of what I have to do to be at work. So, I mean, there are people that are working to, uh, in LA, but live in Central America. Like mm-hmm. because of that whole online and virtual space, now employers really don't know where their employees are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That changes things. People are ch- taking a higher paying job in New York because- That's I have a question for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, cost of living is higher in New York. So I'm going to take this job because I'm going to get almost double my salary for living in Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you you look from that perspective, it is changing a lot of things. And it does make um, it makes the employer. I know a lot of employers are concerned about their They're trying to figure out how can they kind of manage that better. Um, But there honestly isn't a way at this point because it's all brand new for us. Like Mm -hmm. this brand new experience from at this magnitude i know some people right. have been working uh remotely for a while but at this magnitude so many people in the in the u.s at one time of uh, doing this is this is brand new for us and we're still trying to figure it out yeah because i would i would i was considering the fact that like you know i heard that california people move from california like a lot of silicon valley folks move from california mm-hmm. to like utah or whatever because the, the cost of living was just much lower Mm-hmm. In Utah, but I guess to your point earlier, in terms of the person that works in New York but now lives in Atlanta, do you see at some point maybe that they may say, "Well, the remote salary is a remote salary. I don't care where you work, but the salary is going to be the salary based off your remote condition, and then you're going to have to decide where you want to live based off of the salary." Do you think that might be a a thing in the future, or? Yeah, I definitely think that um, there, of course, they're going to start putting in some regulations at some point um, to mm-hmm. try to try to control things again. But um, mm-hmm. I think that will definitely be a situation where um, those remote positions would have a static um, actual compensation versus having this vast difference in the same type of job functions and titles yeah. um, in, in different regions. So, And I think we're already seeing that because before I, cause I started the job that I'm on now in August. So mm-hmm. I interviewed for another role and was once we got to the salary that's what you know killed that conversation but part of the <laughs> one of the questions in the original screening was what was i located because it was 100 remote and that answer determined what salary they were going to offer me mm. and because i was in georgia and not california and new york or whatever you know they offered me a specific number and i was just like nah can't do that even if i am remote i'm just i'm not i mean like my gas, like my gas in my car, that bill has decreased, sure. And maybe like I'm not eating out as much for lunch because I'm at home. But overall, the rest of my life has not has. Well, I ain't got to buy as many work clothes because <laughs> sweatpants. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but beyond like some of those things, right, my bill, my, my rent, my car note, my car insurance, none of those things have changed. So right. there's a, still a, a standard of living and a lifestyle, you know, that I think a lot of people will still want to maintain and require Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of all of this. So, you know, knowing that remote work or at least the option of re- remote work, John, mm-hmm. is becoming an obligatory concept, right? Like a lot of people are like, if you don't even give me a hybrid option, I'm likely not even considering this. Do you right. think that companies who do not offer it, like, is that something that's going to hurt them? If they like, you know what, we're going to stick to this very traditional way of completing our task. I do feel like that will be detrimental uh, for them because- we are now looking for convenience and mm-hmm. we want to be able to do the task. Like it's not that we don't want to work, but it's got to be balanced. And now because we've experienced the um, flexibility of working from home to be at a, a job uh, 80 hours a day at a desk every day, um, that now 
translates to being imbalanced to us. Uh, where mm-hmm. it, at one point we thought like, oh yeah, this is norm. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Now right. we're like, mm-mm. I've spent too much time sitting at this desk and I'm waiting on deliverables. I'm waiting to talk to people and mm-mm, this is this is imbalanced. And then my child, my child needs me. Like my child is trying to teach herself on virtual learning. Like, mm-hmm. right, right. This is not translating. My child is a person that doesn't learn like that. It needs, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, in person. They need somebody sitting with them. And I can't do that sitting over here at this desk. And I'm no longer willing to risk that time away from my child because now I've seen that something can come and literally wipe me out off of the earth in minutes. So right. now I've reassessed all my priorities and values. And I'm like, Mm-mm, yep. So I think that it will be definitely detrimental. Um, if you're not considering some kind of flexibility and hybrid for uh, working going forward. And that's the word right there. It's the flexibility of it all, too, mm-hmm. because yep. working fully remote for me, not only does it give me the opportunity to go to the gym, but like one of the beautiful things about going to the gym in the middle of the day or like the first part of my morning, that's because when I was going to somebody's office, when I wanted to go in the morning, I had to go at 5 a.m. To be able to do it, shower, get home, and then get to the office. Now I can do like the 7 a.m. or the 8 a.m. Because we all adults here, an uh, extra two hours of sleep is a huge difference. A oh, huge yeah. Difference. People oh, like, yeah. when you go up at 7, you go to 5. No, I can't. No, 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 no. You know, being there at 5 means waking up at almost like 3.30, you know, to, to travel and do all the things. So anyway, right. like, but that level of flexibility means that when I end my workday, I now can be more committed to being husband and father, right? I don't mm-hmm. have to try to find, because at one point, I was going to the gym at like 9 p.m. because my house is finally settled and now it's I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's the and then to your point about children, John, like I can I can press pause on my day at 5 p.m., help with homework, go to the football practice, soccer practice, whatever, and jump back in there at 8 p.m. if I wanted to, right? Um, and that's if I wanted to, right? If I needed to finish something. So I think to your point, companies are gonna find it very difficult um for people to want to come back every day in a nine to five setting when you've given them this huge amount of flexibility and how they're able to do the work. And I guess my question would be, why are you so hard pressed to keep it the same if the work product has not shifted? Right. If if, right. if, the, if we're if we're doing the work and doing it well, right, mm-hmm. and meeting deadlines and doing whatever we need to do, then I'm try I'm, I'm I, I guess that's the question, John. Like, why are they? What What is the barrier there? What is the resistance? That's because that's one of the sides of the employers that I was talking about. The more controlling employer is wanting mm-hmm. to know what you're doing every single minute, every single mm-hmm. second. Like, there's another group of employers that say, "Hey, I just want you to get the work done. I don't care how you do it. I don't care when you do it. I need it done by this deliverable, though." So that's mm-hmm. the employer that would uh, favor. Uh, probably be more favorable for for a Brian who's like, mm-hmm. yo, I get my work done in hours and I'm done for the week. And the employer, <laughs> right. like, well, I don't need it till Wednesday, so whenever you get it done. But there's mm-hmm. another employer that's saying, okay, you got that done in hours. Next, let's find something else for you to do. And mm-hmm. I think that that employer is kind of missing it right now because in this remote, you really can't control. You don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing every single hour. Mm-hmm. All you know is that I'm saying that I'm logged on. Or, you know, I'm I'm showing up for your meeting, but uh, my camera may be off because I may be uh, on vacation. I may be on the beach, like logged into my meeting. And so mm-hmm. um, it's all of that. And some, some employers are really having a difficult time releasing that level of control because they've mm-hmm. been able to micromanage so long. And they've yeah. been able to just monitor every single thing. Some I know some companies that have production, um, they have production technology in place where it literally monitors 
every single thing you're doing for your hours. Like this hour, I I, I worked on um, in, um engagement plan, or for this hour, I set sought out and uh was talking to someone about an interview, and like it literally every single hour of your day. That type of employee is having a difficult time making this shift because it's it's a literally a mind shift and a <laughs> release of control that they haven't yeah. been used to. And that's a great point because there's there's no like I, I my previous role they wanted us to kind of go in there and like list what we were doing like every hour mm-hmm. and I was like this is not for me because <laughs> I, and I just wasn't doing it and I was like I want y'all to say something to me about it I really want y'all to ask me what I'm doing I, and I just I refuse to do it I refuse to put in there I'm not about going to tell you what I'm doing every single hour I'm not doing that and, and I've so, never been that kind of person it's so crazy that you're saying that Brian because to a lot of people when employers they don't really conceptualize this this way and i know that there have been some people that have caused infractions that make them feel like they need to do this but for a lot of people doing or taking on that type of management style it makes mm-hmm. people feel like there's a lack of trust and it's like mm-hmm. if you don't trust me to do my job then why you have me here and mm-hmm. it's hard to work on the overall uh culture of the place and the mm-hmm. culture your work culture because people start feeling like you don't trust me and if you don't have trust with your employers and employees it's it's definitely a downhill battle Yep. And, and and I kind of want this is kind of off question that I kind of want to talk about in a quick second, because I I feel like I don't know if there's a millennial thing, but the, the micromanaging thing doesn't work. I know a lot of people that I work with and we work in certain settings and ecumenical settings and all that kind of things. And I feel like the micromanaging manager does not mesh well with the millennial flow and think. So what do you what do you why do we why do you think that they bump head bump, bump heads or why do you think? Or what is the millennial mind in terms of working? Like, what do you? What does that look like to you? I think that we have a mind of controlling our day. We we want to control what we do. We want to control mm-hmm. how we do it. Um, of course, millennials are more tech savvy, and we've come up with a lot of different methods. And so we have our ways of doing things. And so I think that we bump heads with this micromanaging manager mm-hmm. who's trying to tell you how to do every single thing. I don't need mm-hmm. you to tell me how to do this because you're telling me to that I need to type this out, but really I could just select all copy and paste this over here. And so with you micromanaging me, telling me to do it this way, you have really wasted another good three seconds of my time. This is a simple copy and paste, but you want me mm-hmm. to type it all out because you don't even realize that this is a copy and paste. You don't even know how to airdrop that you're trying to type this out. And it's just- <laughs> so I think it's like when you start speaking about like, all of the new technology and the way to do things, that's what bothers us because this micromanaging, most times you're, you're not aware of that new way. And so right. you're trying to make sure that we do it your way. And it's like, mm-hmm. mm, it's Ooh, that's it. That it's is like, it. Your I, way is not the way. It's, it's not, not the way. way. <laughs> it just needs to be done and be done right. And the way I'm doing it is going to be right. I saw, um, I saw a, uh, Instagram today, it was actually of um, an influencer. I won't say their name. They're actually a friend of the of y'all podcast. But um, I saw an influencer, and he he had posted a uh, Instagram clip of his son doing a math problem. When I saw the math problem, I immediately thought, "Oh, let's do PEMDAS." Boom! His son does the math problem a totally different way and gets the same answer. It was a little bit longer than PEMDAS. Let me tell you about the new math. <laughs> I just. <laughs> It's the same concept. There's new ways to do things, and mm-hmm. you just gotta let people let them educate you. Like, and, right. and it, 
And it reminds me of like the black, like you know what I'm saying, how black people do when we're when we're tasked to train somebody new. You know, one of the things that I've told people, <laughs> right? The, the one people that I told people, and people that told me. Now, this is what they tell you has, but let me show you how I do it, <laughs> right? Be- because to your point, like, yes, I was trained this way, but I got in this role and found out I can save you about an hour mm-hmm. of your time mm-hmm. if you just do this, right? So, like, I think that is to your point that micromanager concept, you know, and to Brian's point just does not work for us because the millennials we're special not just because it's us but we are special but we're special because we are really the only generation that started off with little to no technology Mm -hmm. and has evolved and emerged with every update every point of evolution that there's been Mm -hmm. We, we saw it from dial up to you know, to having phones that was just had snake on it, to the mm-hmm. first smartphone, to now these phones and like for my son, they can't conceptualize. Uh, like they when they when they go to my grandmother's house, they try to figure out why her why her wall is ringing. They cannot conceptualize <laughs> what that even means. Um, I think we were watching a movie. Uh, we, no matter of fact, we watched Living Single. Because I, mm. I put my kids on early. You got to teach them about black culture. Right. Oh. There was an episode where Khadijah, <laughs> you know, said, let me copy this over on my on, on this floppy disk and get out of here. And Josh was like, what is a floppy disk? And I was like. So I literally had to go to Microsoft Word and be like, you see that little icon right there? How you hit <laughs> save? We had to actually put that inside a computer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. save it there just so we can print it somewhere or have it, you know, and all these different types of things. So. When a previous generation, somebody else comes to us with like, you know, this kind of strange way of doing things, we like, we know too much about evolution and progression mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. sit here and be like, because every time I've got into a process at a job, I've always said there has to be another way. Mm-hmm. There has to be. A, I can say five minutes yep. on this. Efficiency mm-hmm. matters, right? Because mm-hmm. to Brian's point, yeah, I'm here eight hours, but there's a, I don't want to work for eight hours. Right. So if I can figure out how to do this mm-hmm. in four to five, I can master that. Then I can also get this high side hustle going. I can, yep. also, I can, I can also do you know other things or or get caught up on other work. You know what I'm saying? Just yep. so I can consistently be ahead. Um. So with that being said, like John, understanding everything that we talked about, and understanding where we are in the market and how employees and employers are viewing things. How can job current job seekers, those who are unemployed, underemployed, or just looking to move and get a bigger bag, like what can they do to increase their chances of getting hired in this market? So I'm about to tell you something, and it's going to sound very remedial, but okay. I'm telling you that I review resumes all the time. Like a lot of my day, I review resumes because, again, we're in this great resignation, so I have open positions. Mm-hmm. One of the main things you can do is ensure that your resume is together. I throw out resumes left and right for bad grammar, um, mm-hmm. crazy um, <laughs> formats, uh, just incomplete. <laughs> like I've I've seen resumes where it's literally like work experience, like a title and like one ex- one sentence, and I'm like, "Hey guys, you've only got three <laughs> places that you work. You've got to give me something else." <laughs> um, and I, and I will say this too. Um, I know it may seem a little taboo, but if you have trouble with your resume and you're struggling, investing in getting a resume um, produced by someone else who does that is mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. when I was trying to get um, my first HR job, um, I kept trying to figure out like, man, why am I not getting any hits? 
I, I literally contacted one of my friends who does it, was like, let me do it. Fix my resume, use specific language, mm-hmm. and it would not stop ringing. Like, I was consistently getting views and hits. Everybody is reaching out. And I'm like, what happened? Because I reread it and made sure it was no new information. It was no lies, no embellishment. It was just the language. And sometimes our resumes have the wrong language for what we're trying to mm. do. Um, mm. Okay. Don't be lazy with your resume. Like, don't try to use the same one for every single thing. Take the time to go back and make sure it's appropriate for what you're looking for. Of course, uh, I, I won't say everybody knows, but most of us know that you want to use keywords from the job description in your resume. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're get again, we're in this automated system, so it works for us and it works against us. So mm. there's a lot of resumes that just go into a database that are never seen because of the language. There are keywords that we're looking for that we put in as target language for okay. the resume, and so even now we have some uh, positions up on Indeed and on uh, DOL, Georgia Department of Labor, and so in there it asks like, what are the keywords you want to be picked out? I have put keywords in there from the job. If you don't use mm-hmm. those keywords in the description, although you may be qualified, I won't even see it. It won't mm-hmm. even be on my desk. Um, so I think that's a major um, element. Of course, you know about social media. That's a main uh, a main resource for us. As soon as I get a resume after that, boom, straight to social media. Let me see how you look. Let me see what you're talking <laughs> about, uh, what kind of engagement you're having. Um, are you a racist like that I don't know about? Are you uh, you have some weird proclivities that I have no idea about? I, I don't want to bring that into my company. Like all of those things are taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you should also be very specific in what you're doing. I know a lot of people right now are kind of mass applying. So they're just like apply, 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 apply. And then you reach out to them and they're like, oh, no, I've already taken a job. And it's like, OK. But at that same time, you may have missed out on a better opportunity. So just be careful and be cautious with how you're applying, where you're applying to. Um, make sure that your uh, your references. Do not put a reference down that you know is not going to give you a absolute sparkling reference. I don't care mm. if you're like, um, maybe she may say or maybe he may say. Uh, take them off. Put down only who you know is going to make you shine because um, mm-hmm. it is a competitive market still. So just make sure of those key things. And how is how is any of that, if anything, different for black people? Um, of course, we always have to work two times harder um, mm-hmm. because they are looking for a specific image. So um, tonight uh, or, you know, right now while we're recording this, um, I have on a beanie and I have on a hoodie and I also have on a bomber. Um, probably wouldn't look like the regular HR professional. Um, those things matter. You cannot be, I know we have this whole thing, I'm being myself. I'm going to be my authentic self. Great. <laughs> Get the job and be your authentic self. Um, <laughs> make sure that your image is appropriate to what you want to do um, because it still matters. And I know that that's not a popular gospel right now. And I know everybody is about, you're going to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to accept that resume and put it to the side because you're not matching what is expected. You can be yourself. I'm not telling you you can't. We want you to be yourself. But make sure that the image that they see in the beginning aligns itself with where you're trying to go. That makes sense. And I know we hear this all the time. This is a whole black thing. We've been we've all been raised. Like that names are important on the resume. So if your name mm-hmm. is Trontavious, should you put Trontavious on the resume or should you put like T T Johnson Wales or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> 
So um, I think maybe I may be at a disadvantage on this because I am an African-American. So mm-hmm. I don't discriminate by that. Um, mm-hmm. I will probably, I'm not going to lie, I probably am going to laugh when I see it. Um, but <laughs> I, I will still entertain it. I can't say that that happens everywhere. Um, there are some discrimination um, cases where it's still happening um, based mm-hmm. on name. Um, but I think that there, if, if you have a name like Shantavious and you, can put Tay <laughs> or, you know, Sean, whatever. Uh, maybe you want to make that modification. Um, I personally don't discriminate by it, but it does still happen if that's the question. Yes, that does still happen. Yeah, because that's a, you know, resume names. I, I think I saw that recently on, oh, I was going back and watching The Shy, and they were like, oh, please make sure you're giving them a resume name. And I think most of our parents had said it at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't want my child to have a job. I want my child to be accepted somewhere. I'll blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I understand that, and that's why because we because Ash and I are in the and and listen to me, listen to context before people take this sound bite, okay? <laughs> Ash and I are are um you know entertaining the idea of a dog, a very small like toy poodle, the ones that get no bigger than eight, nine, ten pounds, okay? Cute. Okay. We're gonna be the annoying bougie blacks on the airplane with our pet, right? Okay. So, uh, but I am I want to take all of my my really cultural black naming mm-hmm. rights on my pet. So, you, you know, should. don't be mad if my dog name is Nevadius or <laughs> uh, like Ladasha or something <laughs> or something like that. You know, because, <laughs> right. Right. Because I grew up with, you know, some Isharleas, mm-hmm. um, some Shantasias. Mm-hmm. Um I also grew up with a Hattie Mae Green in seventh grade. Just wow, elderly, strong black elderly. Twelve, <laughs> twelve. Hattie, a twelve year old named Hattie. Twelve named Hattie. You know, jo- <laughs> little Josh has a ten year old cousin named Regina, and I just didn't know they was making Reginas like that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, but but <laughs> but I say that to say I think that is such an interesting dynamic, right? Because I don't know that my mama was intentional about me. Having a really proper name because my older sister's name is Roshonda, and while that's not like the most hood name, it is still a very black mm-hmm. name. And you know, it's interesting for you to say that. You know, having someone who's culturally astute in HR is helpful because if you, because I mean, you can't control if you if you are Tequila or Tavante or Trontavius, right. you know, that you just are who <laughs> you are, and you just have to. And maybe that means, unfortunately, you have to shine a little bit more in that interview to combat mm-hmm. what you cannot control. But one right. thing, John Campbell, <laughs> that we don't have a whole lot of control of, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on you because you in HR. <laughs> you blacks and you whites love to write in them little job descriptions. You know, these are all the things that we, we want you to do. Mm-hmm. These are all the requirements. We want you to have a Bachelor of Arts, Master's Preferred. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to be skilled in this and skilled in that. It is very clear that it is an entry level position. There's a very entry level salary, but then you get down, <laughs> you get down in that description, uh-huh. and it says also, and this is a requirement, not a suggestion, not a preference, mm-hmm. a requirement mm-hmm. for us to have ten to twelve years of experience. Man, God, it ain't entry level. If I've been working ten years, <laughs> if I've been working a decade, and what makes you think that with a decade of experience, I'm coming up in here for forty five grand? You lost your mind. Now, not that you've lost your mind, John, but you're going to catch this because you work at HR. Have you <laughs> lost your mind? What is it? Explain to me the things because I am confusion. I, mm-hmm. Listen, and I actually don't have a full answer for that. I know okay. that I have also had that question as to, I think there's just been a, a misalignment, honestly. So when even when I'm creating job descriptions, um, I'm very cognizant of that because I remember 
applying even earlier before I was in HR, just applying for entry level positions. And I remember seeing like five years even of of mm-hmm. required. And I'm like, how do I get to five years if you won't hire me right now? Like, how do we right. get to it? <laughs> and I can only intern so much in college. Like, I'm I, after college is over. I got to put food on the table. Because then you're looking at us crazy if that resume say we was in school for seven years. Right. Right. (laughs) And I think that um, you'll start seeing now there are a lot of um, almost like uh, substitutions or equivalents that people are putting in place. So it's like you can have uh, five years of work experience or a bachelor's degree, or you can have uh, 10 years of, of, um, of experience or have a master's in it. So I think that you're starting to see that to kind of offset that because okay. that has been a big concern even for myself. Like I, I'm, how, how, how? And again, like, to your point, the person with ten years of experience is not going to be willing to even accept that, you know, forty five thousand uh, dollar salary range. So um, that is crazy, and it has always been a trip to me as well <laughs> about this okay. this experience level. Right. And speaking of salaries, okay, it, it's it bothers me. Mm-hmm. That when when companies are not upfront with the salary, like let me know. Tell like, me, I, you w- don't waste my time going on two interviews, three interviews, right? And then don't, and then tell me the salary when it's time for me to accept the job and it's a tell trash, it's a trash salary. Four, four yeah. interviews met with your CEO. I'm talking personal testimony, uh-huh. and then come <laughs> offer me fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> so you lost your mind. <laughs> so um, when we post jobs, um. Some job companies, they will go ahead and put the salary up on the position. Some companies do not. Um, and that's because of there being such a vast uh, area of variance uh, going on. So there are some companies that have uh, paid bans. There are some companies that have just outright solid salaries, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that type of stuff is so binding for us. So for HR... We have to make a way to either give us a, a range or we're going to tell you in the interview because you got to remember, and this is another thing I want us to realize as black people, we have power. You have power. And it's, it's really beyond black people, but right now we're talking about black people. We, we have are. power. Um, the biggest asset to any company is their personnel. If they don't have the people, they can't do the job. And mm. they can... Companies can put on airs and act like it's some robot somewhere that can do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we know we have to have people. And so going back to this salary range, um, negotiate your salaries, Mm y'all. Like, don't sit up here and just take this because, like, negotiate your salaries. Um, Our counter uh, counter co-inhabitants. Um, the lighter pigment people, mm-hmm. they do it all the time. The Wahites. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do it all the time. Like they don't have any issues saying, Hey, hey Bob, I don't um I don't need this, like I need more. This is not it. But a mm-hmm. lot of times we're a little concerned, like, oh, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna miss the whole job because I didn't say nothing. No, nope, that day is done. Say it, ask for it. And um if you if you don't see the salary, another thing that you can do, I don't know how many people do this. Go online, go to Glassdoor, do some comparative analysis mm. of the position that you're applying for and see what are people paying for this. And you know what? Glassdoor and other um, websites like that are so intricate. Now you can do for your area. You can do like in Atlanta, how many? How, mm. how much is an HR director making? You can do in Atlanta, how much is a chef making or whatever the occupation is that you're looking for. And it will literally give you 
a whole range and a median of what that is. And you know at that point if you are being truly played. Don't sit around and get played. Wonderful. That's great advice. That's great advice. Uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people. Uh, before we leave, before we head out, uh, anything else you want to add in terms of those that are either looking for the job or the somebody that's in HR role like yourself that you probably would offer a little quick advice to? Um, I'm going to say that um, take advantage of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long this is going to last. At some point, I do believe that there'll be some kind of regulations that will come and start shaping us and trying to get us mm-hmm. back into a more solidified mold and all of the freedoms that we have with job flexibility and all that stuff, it will probably start coming in. Um, So take advantage of it now. Don't be afraid. Uh, again, Josh talked about how he'll walk off his job. Don't be afraid. I know a lot of us are like, oh, well, tip, God. tip, toe up out that joint. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, you know, my resume shows it, maybe they're going to view it as inconsistency because I've left this job. I left this job. I left this job. Mm-mm. Don't be worried. I would not be concerned about that at this point where we are in HR. Um, I've seen numerous people move around. Just make sure that you have the right answer when they ask as to why. Tell them and um, you should be straight. Uh, what is the right answer? Um, I'm looking for a different opportunity. Um, I was trying to find a way to stretch myself and develop more. Um, and this company seems to be more in alignment with with my goals and dreams versus where I've come from. Done. That's it. And did y'all hear that he gave you the Chico? Unless you had left a job like me where they asked me, I said, because the people that I'm currently employed for are racist. So on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> I experience a myriad of microaggressions. And I've come to the point of understanding that my mental health is important. But because I have a family, I'm still employed. But I am seeking new opportunities where I can enjoy the type of work that I do, but also enjoy the people that I'm with and enjoy a culture that cultivates and motivates me to grow. They was like, oh, no, we really understand that. So you're just getting, you know, that's that's the benefit of navigating these spaces. So. Yeah. Frequently, you build these responses. <laughs> you build these responses. So, um, John, thank you, bro, for all the advice for helping the people. Um, as a as a listener of the show, you do know we have guests. We like to play this game called Culture Code. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is the holiday season, so all of these it are going to be real black and real holiday esque. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, they're kind of rapid fire. So you don't have a whole, whole lot of time to think. Whatever come to your brain first is the right answer. There is no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You know, there is there, there may be a few we can judge you for, but there's no wrong. Oh, answer. yeah, definitely. We're okay. going to judge you for something. <laughs> OK. All right. So two people are going on tour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We got Jasmine Sullivan Hotels uh-huh. and then we got uh, the Auntie Fest with Maxwell Joe. I don't Joe, but maybe you Joe, Joe and, and Anthony <laughs> Hamilton. Joe. I don't Joe. I don't what? Joe. Unless it's a big rich town, <laughs> I don't Joe. <laughs> well, Joe is one of the best R&B singers there is. Okay. Completely underrated. But anyway, keep going. Sing, okay. sing a Joe song. But I don't know one. No, I, I'm Max John. Oh. I don't know what turns you on. What? Y'all don't know Joe? <laughs> I mean, I know that. I know your song. I just want to see. I just want to see you what I'm saying. I don't joke. Okay. Oh, ooh, ooh. you said. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brian. I, I, I know we're trying to close this out, but me and Brian had this discussion offline, and I'm because John is also a singer. He's a vocalist par excellence. Yes, okay? he is a singer. Um, singer. I mean, backing up all the people, and you know, just after our front and praising and listening and singing and serenading and crooning, he does all the things. So I said this, and Brian <laughs> was taking. He was taking what. A back, and but then, but, then, but this is what I proposed to the man of God. I said, "Oh, oh I said, okay, do okay. you know who is a very <laughs> underrated vocalist?" In my opinion, 
Uh, who was that? Christopher Maurice Brown. Yes, I do think they Chris Brown <laughs> Thank I, you, John I, Campbell. I think they Chris Brown sings. I think, and I'm just and like in R and B right now, he's definitely one of the top singers. Like we in our generation, like Chris Brown is killing. Fine Brian, China. I'm like, telling him, like, it's not so much like the, the the quote unquote beauty of his voice, right? It is the like he's so technical with it. Yeah, it's right. It's his, his his runs and stuff are crisp. Yeah. He's like he's very he has so much control, his tone. Brian. No, I, I <laughs> definitely think that Chris Brown is a great singer. Well, I just I, I guess I thought my 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 issue is the use of auto tune. He uses it pretty pretty pretty. He ain't T Pain. He ain't T Pain, but he's also not Jacquees. So you know, I, please don't just gener- like his ballads. Like they they're great. Anyway, yeah, so, I'm I'm a, I'm a Chris, I'm a Chris Brown stand. I'm just saying, I just never thought of him as like a vocalist. I always thought of him as like a singer entertainer performer. type. Performer, he's yeah, a performer, yeah, performer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he anyway. don't. What concert you going to? Jasmine or Maxwell? No. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'm gonna probably have to go to jazz. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite Jasmine Sullivan song? Jazz is killing right now. Um, I like several. I like um, Stutter. I like how, um, I like Lions, Tigers, and Bears. I can go through almost every album <laughs> and match. How, how do they sound? How do they sound? <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds is my favorite. <laughs> Ten seconds is my favorite. I mean, if you want to offer up a number, ten seconds oh, is my favorite. And love with another man is my favorite. Oh no, she feels that too. Um, she loved that other man, didn't she? Listen, yeah, that's a, he don't, she don't treat me right. He ain't no doctor, but uh, well, I'm with him. So we know vocally in the female world that there's just not anybody. There's nobody's touching there with right her. now. Her and Brandy, they kind of hang out on their own island over there, and they just. I'm there. upset with Brandy right now because she's Lady Rage on Queens, and I just, <laughs> I just can't accept this this thing that Brian has forced me to watch and entertain. I haven't even second, talked on that. Somebody was telling me about that. Second, second, second question. Okay. Um, movies, Christmas movies, mm-hmm. almost Christmas or this Christmas? This Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. You're That's the, the second, second person that said that. Jackie said that for I really like that movie. Like I thought it was a good movie. Now, if you oh. said this Christmas or Preacher's Wife. Preacher's wife. Okay, but we, I, I can see that. Preacher's wife, Preacher's wife is a blastic. It yes. is a blastic. Okay. This is a question. This is just a yes or no. And okay. you can give us your, your reasoning. Is Friday after next a Christmas movie to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is. It is. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's People are like, Christmas it's movie. not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is very much, it is a it's hood. A movie. It's just a hood Christmas movie. It's a hood Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they celebrate in the hood. All right. So let, let me do this. Do you watch a lot of black television? Or are you one of the blacks that don't watch TV? No, I know do. our generation, we claim that we don't watch TV. You know, we just build businesses all night. No, no, sleep. I do. I watch uh, Insecure, All American, all that. Okay, all great. What is your favorite black sitcom Christmas episode? Um, ooh, it's gonna mm-hmm. probably be Adam Martin. Okay. Um, or um, I think I I like the comedy and the humor of the uh, Family Matters Christmas uh, episode, but I love Family Matters. I know, I know, but I love um, I love the Martin episode. <laughs> I think the first time somebody mentioned Family Matters in like top black shows ever, bro. You don't like that. Harriet and Carl just your favorite, your favorite, your favorite black uh, Christmas song or album. Um, The Temptations. 
Like what? Whole album, Christmas card. Um, or or, you, or song. Motown, Motown, Christmas. Is okay. The album. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with. That's it. fair. That's fair. All right, and the last one. If you could bring <laughs> one thing that no longer exists, if you can bring it back, something from your childhood, something from your past, and receive it as a Christmas gift, what would that item be? Um. Oh, I don't know. Y'all got me on that. Um, uh, like a Christmas gift that I've gotten in the past or something. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> uh, I really don't know. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Y'all got me. Mm. Sounds like Joe because he wants to know all the things too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, won't. bring bring Jesus back. He's coming back. He's coming back anyway, Brian. <laughs> the old saying said, "Ready." It's an old 80s song. Say, ready, are you ready? For the coming of the Lord. <laughs> then they go in and say, be ye also ready. You Ooh. know not the day. My God. Hey. I'm not, <laughs> when the I'm Lord not. shall come. I ain't done. When the Lord <laughs> shall come. Will you be ready? Because he's coming back whether you're ready or not. <laughs> will you be ready when Jesus comes? Brian, will you be ready? We gave you I'm, the hand I'm, of salvation earlier in the podcast. I know, but I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't I, I, you I, didn't backslid already? backslid already. Well, listen, if there was no sin, we would not have needed Jesus. So you're listen, keeping them in the forgiving business. I, we are. Without sin, God, he died for nothing. We got to keep dying in vain. And I want to make sure that death does not go down in vain. Yeah, blood was shed for me. But blood was shed for me. <laughs> what they say that I, I'm I wasn't I wasn't I'm not fit to live but not ready to die. Not ready to die. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> All right, Brian. Um John, thank you so much, bro, for coming yes. and helping the people sitting with us. Um it's always great to see you, always great to be around you, brother. And you know, you didn't have to do it, but you did. Oh thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we just two black boys in Georgia trying to trying to have a voice. That's all we I'm are. I'm a black man. I'm a, that's my job. Oh, look at that! I love, I love that. <laughs> Brian, who else was a black boy in Georgia? Uh, Richard Richard Penniman. And, 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 and what was something that most people didn't know about Little Richard? <laughs> I don't know if I can do this, but I know he he, he sang opera. You know, I sang opera. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh! <laughs> Holy Mac a dandy. We're gonna stop cutting up. Um, John, you could just stick around for half a second more. We're gonna do this segment we call I am my brother's keeper. We're gonna talk about some black man self-care. You read you good with that? I'm with it. All right, let's do it. All right, this is the segment where we talk about what we do as people. This is called Black Man Self Care. I am my brother's keeper. Black person self care. I am my brother's keeper. We believe in inclusivity. Inclusivity. Right? Black persons um, self care. So, this is the time when we actually talk about where we do to take care of our black bodies. It's mentally, physically, emotionally. What is it that we do to take care of ourselves? So, John. Uh, I'm going to start with Josh first. Josh, what is you doing right now this weekend uh, to take care of your black body? For sure. So one of my really, really, really close friends is achieving a dream of hers. She's becoming Mm -hmm. Greek. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to celebrate. We're celebrating black men. So I'm celebrating her and, you know, uh, the plethora of line sisters that she's (laughs) obtaining. Uh, So I got to pull out some nail. You know, I don't wear a lot of that stuff these days, but I'm going to pull it out for the young people. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna put some on and go celebrate. So it's, I'm just celebrating by excellence. Is is what I'm doing. And you know, that's all. That's that is mental 
um, that is self care for me. Just being around black people, achieving, like helping, helping them celebrate like dreams and goals, you know, no mm-hmm. matter how frivolous they may seem. Like some of people are like, ah, you know, but that was a, that was a goal. Right. Yeah. So to be able to see her finally achieve that um, and be able to share that moment is going to be something really, really dope. How about right. you, John? Um, so for self-care this weekend, I am going to get a facial. Um, yes. I got gifted i will i got gifted lord i was gifted um <laughs> like a while ago and ever since then i've been kind of addicted like it's so soothing i had no idea like it's really really relaxing so i'll probably do that um definitely gonna probably hit the gym um because as i work out those endorphins get going and it's, it's just a great time from that point on for me um so those are probably gonna be my biggest self-care items this weekend you come back to effect <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm coming back to where? Effect. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I think it's effect fitness. <laughs> um, effect fitness also causes me to uh, reassert and assess my um, salvation. Um, <laughs> often, I'm wondering if I'm going to make it out alive. <laughs> I did enjoy it though. If you if you have not been to effect fitness, that it's just an experience that you just have to try. Um, you get and tested and yelled at, you know, to get yourself in fitness is just, it's unmatched. And it's a, it's a different else but effective. For sure. So, um, Black excellence. It could possibly come around <laughs> next time I'm, uh, you know, ready to the look The doors up. of the church are always open. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what's up? Uh, getting a haircut. Uh, I'm actually going to be attending a, a, a gala on Saturday. Oh, you're going to so. a banquet. Banquet, yes. <laughs> We're all black. There's a black black excellence, uh, black business, gala, gala, however you pronounce it. Is it gonna be chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes? <sighs> I hope not. Repass it's, food. It's black. Hope <laughs> right. Hopefully it's not. Red velvet cake. So right. It's gonna be at a hotel, so I'm assuming it's gonna be, you know. Oh, it's gonna be a chicken breast. But, yeah, uh, chicken potatoes breast. Potatoes O'Brien and right. and, and steamed <laughs> green beans. That's right. what it's gonna be, man. <laughs> yeah, but I will be there with all black folk. I'm gonna dance, so. I'm gonna get it. Come on, yeah. try to slide your way on through there. I am. We love Pop to see one you. time. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely glad to hear that we're doing some great things out there to protect our. <laughs> our... <laughs> 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 slide to the left. <laughs> Jump it up now, y'all. Crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. Uh, and don't everybody great auntie get stuck when she put them hands on her knees. Like, girl, <laughs> get up. Who <laughs> was at the Lanithia? Remember that? You and your kids. Lanithia? And the head usher then got went to the, they had to get escorted to the bathroom. <laughs> Mother was a John. So we went went to the Lanithia for my birthday. Uh-huh. And uh the the, the average age person was 58. <laughs> Clearly, and Nini's yes, but I think we forget that Nini is fifty, like two fifty three. So, but and and it was it wasn't bad, but the most current song they played was "Buy Your Drink" T Pain. That was the most current song Mm -hmm. they played, but that was what what blew us away from the entire night. That was a mother every bit of seventy plus Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. to get escorted to the restroom (laughs) (laughs) in full like black skirt, white top. I'm just like. Ma'am, usher board. Usher who board. got you out of the assisted living facility to come out tonight? <laughs> to Why are you trying to smoke hookah, mother? What is happening? <laughs> we we don't need it. Anyway, 
anyway, but that all sounds dope. <laughs> Brian, did we get a letter this week in the P.O. Box? Uh, let me check. Uh, yes, we do have a letter in the P.O. Box. All right, let's get into that. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? And we are back with another letter our postman, Rodney Jenkins, has delivered as always. Um, but before we get into the letter, you too can possibly be on the show by writing in to ask the Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. A-S-K, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. Yep. We will possibly read your letter out loud, give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy, and we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. Brian. Yes. Who do we have in terms of pronouns and what the heck do they want? Pronouns. Uh, she, her. Mm. Mm. Elizabeth Wilson. Mega brain. <laughs> Elizabeth yeah. Wilson. I wanted a reaction and you gave it to me. <laughs> uh-huh. I know exactly who we are talking about. All right. So Elizabeth yeah. Wilson writes. Hey, guys. I hope your holiday was great. As uh-huh. we approach baby Jesus's birthday, he, Lord, uh, we all know that the pressure of buying gifts is an old tradition. Mm-hmm. My, boyfriend, my boyfriend and I have only been dating for about three months. I'm having a hard time deciding on what to get him for Christmas gifts. On one end, I really don't limit myself on prices of gifts. On the other end, I don't want to buy that nigga a gift over <laughs> <stakes. laughs> Come on, sis. Bro, read that part again. <laughs> on the other end, I don't yeah. want to buy. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it real hard. On the other end, I don't want to buy that nigga a gift that overstates where we are in the relationship. That means real. It's real. Relatable content. Uh, Go ahead. Listen, how do I approach this? We are committed and looking forward toward long-term relationship. Long-term, but we're committed and looking toward a long term, but it's only been three months. What is an appropriate gift this early in the relationship? What would you two expect at this phase of a relationship? Can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I hope your wives spoil your handsome self. Hey, hey. spoil your handsome self because you two more than deserve it. That was the episode we had last year. That's the answer. We had an episode last year called Don't Buy That Nigga No PS5. And we're telling you that now, right? Those things have not went down in price yet. You got to mm-hmm. wait to year three. You got to wait to year three. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm getting mine. Year, mm-hmm. year three. I'm not paying Listen. $1,000 because they're they selling out everywhere and people are reselling them for $2,000, $3,000. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for calling us handsome. Okay. Thank you. Um, it's the truth. But, I, you know, know, I, I felt a little flirty vibe in there. You know, I but did. We are taking... And you know you have a whole boyfriend that you just wrote to us about. So three months, she's still it's still new. So she's still out here. here. She out but here. The streets belong. She belongs. Me to the and Brian see us. We know that we mm-hmm. cute. And thank you for acknowledging the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, seriously. Um, I I mean, that, go back and listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. Go into the archives and because we, we talk about some gift giving stuff and give mm-hmm. you some real details about. I think we got into some of that, Brian, about like yeah. when mm-hmm. to buy a gift and what is too right. early and blah, blah, blah. I will say this, though. If you are the type of person that just gives without like thinking about it, like you don't mm-hmm. care about price, then I think you should just give whatever you want him to have mm-hmm. within context, though. Right. Because that don't right. mean go buy him. You know what I'm saying? A whole Louis Vuitton set like shoes and right. belt and backpack. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. a that's a grip. 
Yeah. And it also don't means that I don't know what I don't know what kind of job you have or how much money you make. That also don't means like buy that dude a car. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do nothing extravagant, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, Well, it's been three months, let me get him a wallet. You know, yeah. man, you might get him a Louis Vuitton wallet because those mm-hmm. aren't crazy expensive. But I just so I just think like I wouldn't limit myself in terms of how long, but I will be very cautious of what my gift is communicating. Right. Um, so like buying a luxury brand item doesn't mean much. It's like if you start like creating like this kit or this experience mm-hmm. around the luxury brand, then like mm-hmm. we thinking, you know what I'm saying? So like wh- what has he been talking about? Outside right. of, again, outside of maybe a PS5, maybe right. maybe you buy you know 2K22, maybe mm-hmm. that's the gift. <laughs> maybe because if, mm-hmm. if, you if you don't already have it, right? Um, maybe you buy the new Madden. I don't know. Um, maybe a pair of Jays. I'm not sure. Um, but what I will say is just um, don't limit yourself in terms of finance because you said that's not the kind of person you are. But right. I will say think about the uh, how loud the gift is. What I mean by how loud, like you know. You know what's like. I'm sure you have an idea of what's appropriate, what's inappropriate in terms of like buying something this early. Would you buy an associate a, a, a lavish and you know elaborate gift? Probably not, right. right? And I know y'all two aren't associate, but in terms of relationships, like I ain't going. Like when I even when my wife when we our first Christmas together, I didn't. We want I wasn't going all out. I mean, she got a nice right. gift, but like what she gets as a wife. Absolutely not is what she is not. Well, first of all, I ain't having much money there as a broke college student. But <laughs> mm-hmm. even still, if I did have a nice piece of coin, she wouldn't have been getting all this extra, 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 extra because we needed to understand where we were. And as we continue to grow and develop, then, you know, how I express love through gifts, you mm-hmm. know, gets better and better each year. And I right. think that's just how you look at it. Brian? Mm-hmm. I 100 percent agree. Uh, if, I know some people can't really tell people those that are givers, they're going to give. Right. Mm-hmm. You give something nice. You're going to do something that's kind of same in our heart, uh, but don't expect on the other end him to do something great too, or just have the conversation. And say, hey, um, I want to give you a gift. Let's give each other gifts. Let's put a price limit on it. Let's say like mm. no, we can't spend no more than a hundred dollars. It protects you, it protects him. So then there's no crazy obligation to get anything like set a PS5 or some Gucci shoes or slides, whatever it is. Um, y'all can kind of put it out there and say, hey, it's our first year. No more than a hundred dollars, you know, per person, and then you know, see where it goes from there. But um, yeah, we appreciate the. Uh, I don't have much. That was all I could say. Is probably do that. Um, that's it. That's it. Well, Liz, we hope we were helpful. Thank you again for the compliment, um, Brian. You got something you want to get off your chest? Uh, I think I do. All right, let's get into a greater conversation. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around. Uh, this is our Greater Conversations portion of the podcast where we talk about things and get some things off of our chest that have been bothering us. And, uh, you know, this is the portion. Josh, do you have anything you want to get off your chest real quick? Real, real fast. So mm-hmm. Thanksgiving just came. I didn't work out for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I went back this week. And my mm-hmm. trainer showed me no mercy. So this Greater Conversations is for him. I need you to be a little bit more concerned about my 32 years of African-American life. I'm not. I'm not... <laughs> My trainer's like 25, 26. I'm not you. Your former football, your former collegiate football player. My bounce back is it bounces back a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I'm a I am a slightly deflated basketball. Okay. You gotta pump me back up <laughs> before you can before you can start playing with me at full force again. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brian, my knees are hurting so bad right now. 
my mm-hmm. traps and my shoulders, it's hard for me to move right okay. now because I'm, I'm too old for this stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm trying not to have a dad bod. I got another tattoo that's planned that's going to be on my abdomen. So I got to mm-hmm. make sure that that thing doesn't look, you know, it doesn't stretch out. It needs to stay flat. <laughs> so I'm committed to do the work. Right. But ease me back in, Reverend. Ease, ease mm-hmm. me back in. So I'm, this is to all the trainers out there. Right. Kick our butts. Help us mm. meet our goals, but understand that every now and then we, you know, we need to just be, you need to be phased in like phase right. 10. It might mm-hmm. get harder and harder the more you play. Right. I'm on phase one. I started over. I'm on phase one. <laughs> don't take me to phase eight. Mm-hmm. Don't take me to phase eight. That ain't fair. That ain't nice. I don't pay you my money to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't pay you my money to do that. I work a lot of jobs to be able to pay you. <laughs> I don't, I don't do, I don't put myself through that amount of stress, Brian. <laughs> to be to be treated so violently. The violent, right. the kingdom suffers violence. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> this. I'm gonna take it by force. <laughs> I will say no to your exercises, okay? And come back when mm. I feel like it. That's all. I just wanted to message right. to the trainers. Treat us better. Treat right. us better. Uh I was gonna do something more serious, but I'm gonna double back, double down <laughs> on Chris. <laughs> um, this is the second <laughs> opportunity <laughs> where food has been presented to your family and friends. And I remember when we went to your baby shower. And we didn't have no outerwear like meatball. (laughs) Not a meatball in sight. So, Chris, you deserve the great, you and your wife deserve a great conversation again, right? Because two opportunities. I went went in July and I just went recently. And we went in December and we missed in all the black traditions. All the black traditions. So, Christopher DeWamore, who's a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, you listen to the podcast. Get it together. Get it together. What's the next event? We need to have something that where we need to make sure the, the food next is right. event is going to be Kari's first birthday party. Yes. And if it's not catered towards the adults, Listen. we don't want it because first birthday parties are always about the adults. <laughs> it's not about the children. What that one year old going to do? They don't, right. even, they don't even know what's going on. Right. Send that baby to, to uh, their grandma's house and we have a party after that. A party after that. <laughs> now, Chris I'm will not- tell you almost a year, about nine months in advance. Right. I'm not even bringing birth into the party. Because <laughs> all the one-year-olds sit in the circle and cry at each other. They Listen, don't even do nothing. That's it. So, they cry Chris, at each other. get it together. And I say this with love. We say it with love. love. We say it with love. love. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> oh, and I did. I get to meet Kari. I sang Isn't him he so spiritual. Cute? <laughs> he almost got fussing. I said, uh-uh, lift every voice. And he come right on down. He come right on down. I had to introduce him to my craziness early. <laughs> so he sees me again, be like, yeah, that's that uncle. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Great time. We love you, though. We love you, brother. Oh, Brian, before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. I figured out a jigsaw mystery. Okay. What is that? I know how Khadijah and Sinclair are cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so we we dad, talked about this. Their dads are brothers. I thought we said that that we, but we didn't. I'm gonna tell you. No, so they never explicitly said it, but it is the only thing that makes sense. So, um, Khadijah and Sinclair both have James mm-hmm. as the last name. Mm-hmm. When her dad came, remember Khadijah's mom and dad was married. When her dad came, uh, and they and Khadijah was born out of that marriage, which means that she carried that last name. And when her dad came in town, they made some reference. He said, "Yeah, you know, that's a James thing. Mm-hmm. It's a J-. so it it's the only possible explanation. 
Right. That either the dad, yeah, the dads have to be married because if Sinclair's name is James, it mm-hmm. means that her mom took on, you know, mm-hmm. her dad's last name, which makes mm-hmm. them two the Jameses. Mm-hmm. It's the only, and that's and that's the other way, right? How mm-hmm. when the, when the grandmother conversation came around, because remember, Khadijah's grand, that was Khadijah's mom's mom. Mm-hmm. So when she made reference to like your grandmother died, that was poss- quite possibly mm-hmm. Claire's mom's mom that she was referencing because mm-hmm. we make no mention ever of Khadijah's mm-hmm. paternal grandmother. Got it. So it is the, I mean, it's, it took, it takes a lot of rationale, mm-hmm. but it's the only thing that makes sense, that makes them cousins. Has to. Which also means why she probably flew back and forth to New York and why she was so close to Aunt Rita because she was visiting her cousin regardless of, you know, that marriage dissolving. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Look at you. And if that's not right, Event Lee Browser, tell me. And you can bring you can come right. on the show. Come to the podcast. And you can <laughs> you can explain to us that's not right. how they were related. But um, that's neither here nor there. Y'all know I love a living single. But with that mm-hmm. being said, understood and accepted. This has been yes. another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John Campbell, friend Thank of you. the podcast. Thank you, bro. Friend in real life. Yes. You know, was at our live show. Brother just supports a he singer supports. par excellence. We just, we, we just, a man of God, a man of faith. Man um, of God. Man of God, man of faith. Um, no, for real though. Appreciate you, bro, for being on the podcast, sharing your yes. insight and wisdom. I'm sure all of the puzzle pieces. If Brian gets one more email. Listen, what's going on? <laughs> You're going to be my greatest conversation next week. No. Um, <laughs> but seriously, though, thank all y'all for listening. Thank you, John, um, for, for coming through and blessing the mic. And um, yeah, we ready to see y'all next week. As a heads up, we're going on break soon. We are. So like we like we always do. Um, but we're going to come prepared. back in 2022 better, stronger, wise. So everything that Marvin Sapp said. Um, mm-hmm. Brian, let the people know what we got going on at how they can keep up with us. As always, please do yourself a favor and follow us on all these social media platforms, right? Uh on Instagram, I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers, the Jigsaw Podcast website, jigsawpodcast.com. Uh find us on every streaming platform there is regarding podcasts. Uh leave a message. Let us know how great we are. Uh leave us a um rating. Five stars or nothing at all. Uh, share, like, subscribe with all the things you can do to support us. We appreciate you. Always continue to appreciate you. Another way you can kind of show us that you do appreciate us, you can go on to Green Top Gifts right now. Use the promo code Jigsaw20. Again, greentopgifts.com, Jigsaw20 to buy all your gift needs, especially for the holiday season. And before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Um, the only thing you can do is what you can, while you can, the very best ways that you can, particularly mm. during this holiday season. But whatever you do, Do not go into debt and do not get caught with your work undone. We love y'all. Have a good one. Love you.